Purposes, Marshall and Pat, who have decided no longer to bite chickens' heads off, but to instead enter the realm of internet radio. If suddenly you find yourself hearing talk of comic books, television shows, and motion pictures, you may have inadvertently thrown your chips down on Always Bet on Geek. Hashtag Graveyard Shade forever! Everybody and welcome to Always Bet on Geek. Always Bet on Geek. This is your friendly neighborhood co-host Pat coming down from the capital city of the Magnolia State, deep in the dirty south, and we're one man down this week. Our boy Marsh is feeling a bit under the weather, but that just means the new system is in effect. We're one man down, but we have a plan B, and that plan B is straight from the Lone Star State. Take it away. Mystic Mojo from the Lone Star State. Plan B, the backup, the fallback guy, the pinch hitter. That's Clutch. all I got. Yeah. Mr. Clutch. There you go, man. How's that? How's that? Is that good? That yeah. good? Okay. Yeah, pretty good. <laughs> and Marsh is actually sad he can't be here because he was looking forward to what we're calling the SDCC wrap-up last week. We're recording the week after SDCC just wrapped up in San Diego. So we're going to try to have this episode out by the end of the week. <laughs> but since Marsh is the guy who does all the edits, and he's also the guy who's also really sick right now, it may be a couple of days past that. But this is our, this is the official Always Been On Geek San Diego Comic Con wrap up so hope you enjoy it um yeah well i guess before we get into it how you been right pretty good pretty good uh had a few days off this week i got to take care of a few things i wanted to uh chill out from work and do some practice on my mad guitar skills disclaimer i do not have mad guitar skills but yeah, pretty cool, pretty cool. And even though this isn't on our list of notes for SDCC, as just a member of, a new member of the fandom, you recently wrapped up every episode of The Expanse, so you're all now caught up. Yes, and for the sake of brevity, all I'm going to say is, 
For the love of God, go watch that show. It's amazing. It's amazing. He took the words right out of my mouth. We need to do an actual SD. Oh my God, sorry. We need to actually do a The Expanse wrap up, like from season one to season three. Like we kind of did last night on the phone off mic. <laughs> we should do it on mic one day because I love. I was hooked on the book series before the show was even a pipe dream. And now that the show is on season three and still. Anyway, the show's also... Anyway, you're right. Sorry, sorry. All right, so SDCC wrap-up <laughs> before we get lost in the weeds of the expanse. So what do you know about SDCC as a more of a gamer geek than a comic geek, right? Oh, well, I know SDCC stands for San Diego Comic-Con and that it's got a whole bunch of really cool stuff related to comics and movies and other stuff in the comic and movie genre no that's cool because like i i mean i've been in the fandom since before i could read <laughs> so every now and then i forget that not everybody is a lifelong geek or a comic geek or or whatever so i always like to make sure stuff that I think is just like common sense. It's like, no, you think it's common sense because you've been in it your entire life. So, but yes, you're right. That is the purpose of SDCC. It's become even bigger. I mean, it's called Nerdvana. It's called Nerd Prom. I mean, it's the biggest pop. It used to, <laughs> to tell you how big it's become, it's now called a pop culture event. It used to be just a whole bunch of comic geeks getting together about comic stuff. Now it's the place to go if you are in the business of providing entertainment that has a geek-centric slant to announce the next big thing and to get all the eyes and ears of geekdom on your next big thing Oh yeah. before it comes out. The, right. Yeah, from... The research I did, I was actually quite shocked with quite how much there was. Like, there was more information than I could even compile and put together. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's like um, how E3 is for games and electronics. Right. S SDCC is for pop culture entertainment with a geek slant. Like, all the other big conventions have their own genres. Like, the Dragon Con is for really gamers that like to do tabletop RPGs. There's other stuff there for Dragon Con, but that's their thing, right? Right. SDCC is like the granddaddy of them all. Like, this is where you go. Like, having time to go announce your big thing in Hall H is, is considered a mark of honor because Hall is where all the big things are dropped so i gotcha it sounds like it's almost like the apollo theater for comic and geekiness nice nice yeah it's like this is where you go to show off or to or to keep your feet in the water because like you know like 
The Walking Dead cast was there. They're in season nine. They've been at every Comic Con for the past nine years. Why? Because this is where you go <laughs> to let people know, hey, we got a new season coming up. It's still awesome. <laughs> you still like us, right? So, so basically, yeah. if you have an event here and you get to display it, you basically are relevant. Yes, our it's also a marker about if you don't show up, you you are now so big, you no real you no longer really need SDCC. Well, that must be pretty damn big because there were some huge names at this convention. But you know who was not at this convention and why I said that? Please enlighten us. Marvel. Ah. Uh, yeah, there was Marvel a was... whole lot of DC related yeah, material. I didn't hear anything Marvel was... from Marvel. Right. Marvel was there on the comic front. But for the MCU, they completely were like, we're fine. Let DC have that moment in the sun. We see the field. <laughs> because Marvel Studios has now gotten so big, they can do that. <laughs> Which is, it blows my mind, right? I remember when, when Marvel was bankrupt. <laughs> they had filed for bankruptcy. They were about to go off the cliff. It's about to be all over. And now they are the predominant <laughs> Hollywood studio in the world for superhero entertainment. Man. Is there a lesson in there for all of us? Is it <laughs> yeah, believe in yourself? Keep swinging. <laughs> yeah, keep swinging. I mean, yeah. it's Always be hustling? Which, always be hustling. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, so um, I know we... Each probably have a long list, and I got my list divided out between movies, TV, and Netflix trailers. Um, just con notes, and then new comics that were announced. Um, I'm not quite sure about your list. Well, I primarily gravitated towards a lot of the movies and some of the new series that came out. Okay. So, Jesus, there yeah, was it's, there it's, was too right. much, man. Yeah, like yeah, I, I mean, started this... digging into this and learning about it, and I realized, oh, I'm in way too deep. <laughs> this is why it they. So for those, for folks who don't know, San Diego Comic Con takes place every year in San Diego, hence the name, but it takes place over a week. <laughs> not a weekend a week <laughs> of just day after day of new announcements new announcements who has the biggest the biggest or who has the bigger hall h announcements and whatnot so a lot of stuff dropped and this is the stuff that will set the tone for the rest of the year in geekdom pretty much like they have movie trailers for movies coming out either at the end of this year or in the summer of next year, so we're primed for it. Um, all the returning TV shows are like, we're back, and here's what's coming. The new shows are like, hey, we're the new kids on the block, here's what's coming. The new comic books, like, it sets the it sets the tone of the year for geekdom. So, it's a lot. <laughs> it's, it's a lot. 
then let me tell you, it's going to be a good year to be a geek. There I are some major agree, blockbusters man. coming <laughs> I out. I agree. I agree. And the fact that Marvel felt like they could see the field, it's only, it's even more amazing to me because it means like they recognize that even if they aren't there, they're still so big. They're still in the conversation, even with all these other people like going, here's the next big thing. So, Right. Well, obviously, because they're such a uh, massive force in the genre that even their absence is felt and they're always going to be in the conversation, like you said, uh, at least for the foreseeable future. But where do you want to start, man? I mean, I've got a list of some of my highlights. There was some, there's some entertaining stuff I saw. Uh, there's some hilarious things coming up. Like there's things that I am chomping at the bit to, 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 to even just talk about, much less see. Yeah. Okay. Well, how about since we just go on and on about the MCU juggernaut, how about we give DC their time in the sun? And before we go any further there will be spoilers in this episode because if you're not caught up on some of the shows like if you're behind on the flash or on iron fist or on doctor who you may be spoiled or whatnot or if you just don't like to watch trailers so you can stay pure for the movie so anyway past this point here will be spoilers oh yeah <laughs> well Let's give DC their time in the sun. And they came out with two kick-ass trailers for their next phase of their movie line, which is no, which is no longer called the DCEU. It's now called Worlds of DC. So they're trying to change the tone after getting destroyed with the lackluster Justice League. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, I never thought I would live in a world where a big budget Justice League movie could outperform Doctor Strange. <laughs> I mean, honestly, honestly, but well, we yeah. can go into reasons why that is in another podcast. But that's for true, now, that's true. But now, this is all segue to is, one yeah, of the things this is for the future. Yeah, yeah. So, um. So one of the movie trailers that came out was for the new Aquaman movie. Right, and to be fair, man, I wasn't expecting a lot. So I saw the trailer drop on YouTube. I was like, all right, it's SDCC week. I'll check it out. I was thoroughly entertained by the trailer. I was like, okay, this looks like a fun movie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But go ahead. Yeah, and I agree. I think that's something that they've really decided is important to the Aquaman franchise is the idea that it's a little campy, but not so much that it's insulting. More just like, hey guys, we might do a bit of a face roll here. We're going to put a bad pun there but hey hang with us we're gonna have some laughs and we're gonna blow some stuff up it's gonna be a fun ride and i think they've really done a good job capturing that uh atmosphere with the aquaman series and it seems like they're going full tilt in this particular movie right it's like it's like 
See, here's the thing. I don't want folks to think I'm insulting Zack Snyder. I actually really love Man of Steel. I completely dug the ultimate cut of Batman v Superman. I mean, if I was bored one night and I saw it on TV, I would watch the Justice League, but whatever. <laughs> but my point <laughs> is, I'm not a hater for what came before. So, what I'm about to say now, I don't want to be taken in that regard. But it looks like from the Aquaman trailer and Shazam, which we'll get to next, it's like they are remembering, oh yeah, <laughs> we could have fun. I mean, we could... We could be epic, but still have fun with our characters. And our characters are made to be epic with. Like, Marvel was always considered the world outside your window. So they were always a tad bit more grounded. DC always had the epic shit happening. Right. And so, I mean, it would, it actually put a smile on my face when I saw Atlantis in the trailer. And I was like... Right, it would be awesome <laughs> to see this undersea kingdom. Right, it wouldn't be dreary. It would actually be right, Atlantis. This is badass. <laughs> yeah, and that's something I just wanted to clarify because I was a little confused here. But this Aquaman movie, this is a prequel to what happens in the Justice League. Or am I wrong? No. No, it's not. I think it comes after the Justice League. And the reason I why I say that is because there's a big theme in this movie. This is your last chance. Spoilers, guys. I'm giving you your chance to fast forward about probably 46 minutes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but so, so, <laughs> I'm giving you a chance to stop listening to this podcast until you're caught up everything. But all right, cool. <laughs> but there's a... Um, one of the plot elements of this movie is that he is striving to get his trident. Now, he has a trident in the Justice League movie, so I'm assuming that that's his actual trident. But Oh, okay. Okay, I apologize. Because I didn't read into the trailer. I, I only watched it for the trailer and some behind-the-scenes stuff. So I... I was not aware that was part of the story. If that's true, then this is a prequel. Yeah, and so I'm, I could be wrong there. Those of you with more knowledge, bear with my ignorance. But that's the information that I gathered based on conceptual clues. Well, if that's true, it just reinforces my personal belief that D I felt DC rushed the ball. That I... I I know it's considered the Marvel method, but the shit works. Yeah, so, you can't deny origin, it. First, show the origin movies, yep. so you don't have to spend time with backstory on the humongous team up movie. Yeah, and yeah, that I've is heard true. Of, yeah, I've heard of the podcast trying to argue like that that wasn't the main failure, which it was not the main one, but well, I've always felt like it, because they gave us the Superman origin movie so even with bvs you didn't have to waste time on the backstory of why batman had a problem with superman but with justice league you were introducing oh and you even got the wonder woman 
origin movie before <laughs> Justice League. Right. So with the Justice League, you actually had to spend time introducing and having quote unquote some backstory for the Flash and Cyborg and Aquaman. <clears throat> it was it was a lot. <clears throat> well, and the downfall of that method is that you're not as engaged and you're not as connected with those characters. Right. So with Superman, Wonder Woman, um, and Batman, we already have some pre-existing attachment to them because we've been part of their story already. So now when they come in, we already have you know some emotional attachment to them. And, you know, I would argue... I would argue that if they wanted to, they could have done the origin movie for Flash, Aquaman, and Cyborg, and then introduce Superman, Wonder Woman, and Batman in the Justice League, because those three are so humongous, everybody kind of knows their origin. Right. Wonder Woman, she's from Paradise Island. Superman, you know who Superman is. Batman... You know who Batman is. You could have gotten away with the big three not having their own movie. That's but having, true. But taking the time to do Aquaman, Flash, and Cyborg. So when you got into the Justice League movie, it was like, we can do it. Oh, no, we can't. We need help. Oh, my God. It's the big three. And then, and then you could have done the big three movies after Justice League. That's true. And unfortunately, we could spend hours yeah, yeah armchair yeah. coaching. Armchair quarterback. Yeah. yeah. But moving on, there yeah, were some yes. very amusing parts that were revealed in the panel that uh, the Aquaman um, series, I mean, the Aquaman uh, movie panel uh, had. Ah, okay. So... Um, I didn't get this individual's name, but the actor who's playing Black Manta. Uh, Dude, I was so happy to see him in the trailer because he is Aquaman's arch villain, and a whole lot of people don't know that. And I was like, oh, I wonder. I was like, he's there, baby. <laughs> That's, I was actually pretty awesome. Go ahead, sorry. Right. Well, one of the things that was revealed, because like I said, they had a panel, and they got to answer questions and talk for a while in front of the audience, which you know how to be so amazing for the people who showed up to see that. Um, but the, the actor who played Black Manta didn't know how to swim. No way. Nope. And I Go ahead. And this is where, like, now when I go see the movie, I'm going to be rooting for Black Manta just because I know... <laughs> how much dedication this actor had to his role because i was thinking would i do this for my job and i might i'm not saying i wouldn't but it really was a step above than what most people may do and it made me respect him but he didn't know how to swim and he wasn't sure whether or not he would need to know how to swim but stands to reason that like if he's playing black manta in the aquaman movie there might be some swimming involved, even treading right. water, something, right? <laughs> something, even even if you have to float in your costume, right? Right. Right. So what he did is, is he went and bought a set of goggles and one of those little kitty kickboards, 
And in between or during the time that they were shooting, he would go to the pool of the hotel that he was staying at, and he taught himself how to swim. Now, what's funny is the studio should have had enough money to hire an actual coach for him right. <laughs> to learn how to swim. But he but just took it he... on himself and was like, nope, I want to be the best I can to try to make this part work. And do you know, slightly off topic, do you know how long I used to dream of being able to watch a superhero movie where the actors wanted to be there it wasn't considered uh it wasn't considered a downgrade to be an actor right like, <laughs> right and, and so now i live in an era where there are top name a-list talent who wants to be in superhero movies yeah and there are up and there are up-and-coming actors who want to be in the next big superhero movie because either a they grew up with superhero movies, or B, they know that's how you become a household name. Yes, there are careers that are made if you're in the right superhero movie. And that's pretty fabulous. Yeah, pick an actor with the with the first name Chris. <laughs> like that's <laughs> that does it, man. <laughs> but no, that's dude, that's also I was not aware of that. That's pimp. Yep. And then well, Oh, I'm sorry. As somebody who Hazard does not know a lot about Aquaman, what did you think about the actual um, the trailer itself? Okay, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> so there's a scene. I'm trying to remember. <laughs> okay. I can't remember off the top of my head exactly what he says because it's so damn cheesy. But there's a submarine. And... <laughs> Aquaman breaks into the submarine and then just lands in the middle of like a group I guess like submarine soldiers I don't know what they're called exactly Navy soldiers something like that and he gives out a one line and I man I hope I can remember what it was uh, but it was something dumb like did somebody order takeout you know what i mean like <laughs> no, and that I wasn't think, the line I, but it was no, just think... so horrible that i couldn't help but laugh because i'm and that's what made me realize okay they're just gonna have fun here i got it i right. know what's going on now no i think i think it was not as horrible as, <laughs> as what came out <laughs> but i think it was like like permission to come aboard yeah or something like so, that you're right you're right but it, it was just the way he he jumps down from the hatch he's got his yeah. back turned to everyone jason momoa turns around with all that hair that fucking face he's just so damn handsome and then when he smiles <laughs> you like oh and he, you can't help but right, not like this guy the instant he you know smiles what? yeah the, the way i describe it is he's he has the same kind of charm that The Rock has. Yeah. Yeah. Where, He's just charming, yeah. Yeah, you just know yeah. that this is a good guy. <laughs> um, What did you think about his power levels? Because I'm glad they actually show how powerful Aquaman is. Well, I, I didn't feel like there was enough to really demonstrate it. He 
does make some jumps out of airplanes and he makes some superpower leaps but uh i didn't get enough to be uh, able to judge that unfortunately maybe you could speak a little more on it like what did you see that really started to show that he could flex the fact that he pushed a submarine from the bottom of the ocean up to the up to the surface with just his, his pure muscle. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. And you know, if you have any idea on water pressure, submarine <laughs> right. size, right? And the fact right. that he had no leverage <laughs> except his right. feet. Yeah, that's a good point. That and the fact that he did jump out of an airplane with no parachute because his body is so dense from being able to to survive underwater that he could jump out. Of, out of a plane, hit the ground, and it's all good. It would have hurt him. Yep. So I'm glad they kind of show like, if if you are adapted to be able to survive deep sea pr- pressure, you're a badass. <laughs> yeah, but and going on to deep sea, I think that was probably the thing that I really took away as far as something that made me really want to see the movie is like you said earlier, they make atlantis beautiful yeah like you're looking around and you think oh wow this because we generally probably think in our head oh yeah an underwater city yeah okay cool it's big or whatever no they showed a huge huge city full of bubbles and lights and like all kind of transit systems and everything that you're like oh oh a city underwater right right <laughs> not yeah. like a big castle no or a dome <laughs> right. right yeah no and it made me really want to see that movie on like the IMAX just because it's just going to be so breathtaking I see that, yeah yeah well um we are a half an hour into the podcast, and we just did one trailer. <laughs> so let's go ahead, let's go ahead and wrap up Aquaman. But let's say, um, let's give it the ABOG rating. Um, out of one to five stars, with one being the lowest and five being awesome, what would you give this trailer? The trailer, I would give the trailer three point five. Okay. I would give it a four. Fair enough. It, it it exceeded what I thought was coming from an Aquaman movie. And there were two times that put a smile on my face. The first time when he first sees Atlantis, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then that scene in Atlantis where they're having the big fight and there's, and there's a big impact and the crowd is like stunned. Oh, yes. That's fun. That was That's fun. fun. Yeah. So definitely, it all in all seems like it's going to be a fun, good family action rumpus movie that you can just go see and just leave your brain at the door and just go in there to goof off and see some action and get some laughs in. And that's which I, which I think is what they need with DC movies. Yes. 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 I because I, mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Cool. All right. Well. Still giving the shine to DC. What did you think about Shazam? Okay, so we're going to talk about Shazam. Yes. So I know of Shazam, and I've got... See, I I wasn't sure. Right, because Shazam's not mainstream. Like... It's not mainstream, but you'd be surprised. It is classic DC. Right, 
It's, right. But it's not mainstream DC, which is a little bit of right. a difference. And so now, and what's yeah. and what's funny is back in the day, Shazam, aka Captain Marvel, used to be more popular than Superman back at back in like the forties and, and the fifties and stuff when he first came out. I did not know that. Yeah, I pretty and much the only assumed reason, it was Superman. And the reason, right? And the reason why you don't know is because DC sued <laughs> Fawcett Comics, the ones who made Captain Marvel, said he was a Superman ripoff, and won the lawsuit and drove them bankrupt, and then bought the Captain Marvel character into DC Comics. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I didn't realize yeah. he had such a torrid past. Yeah, but go ahead, though. So, yeah. so I knew of Shazam, and I had the general okay. idea of Captain Marvel. Uh, but that was about it. Like, I kind of knew he says the words, that there's, like, a wizard involved, like he's got some magic, and he kind of becomes, like, a Superman knockoff. But okay. I haven't read any of his stories, and I've seen him as like captain marvel show up in a few scenes you know in some books that i've read over the years but that was it so when they started playing the trailer i was like oh huh looks like they're really grasping for straws here but all right let's let this play and there was a couple things about it first of all they did a good job centering the story around the kid and right. his and his life, yep. and it kind of almost felt like realistic in a way, where they were trying to tell the trials and tribulations of being a kid and dealing with bullies and stuff like that. And I could kind of see where they were going with that. Uh, and then at one point, he gets his powers, and. From then on, the trailer takes off like a bullet. I was so entertained. First of all, I didn't realize that Zachary Levi was playing Shazam. Thank you. I could not remember the actor's name. I knew his face, and I couldn't place his name for the life of me. Zachary Levi, right. I have been a fan of him ever since he starred in Chuck. And that's right. That's if you right. remember, yeah. you told me you were going to watch Chuck the series some I years ago. I know. I know. All right. All right. We're not going to beat that horse. Man. All hey, right. To be now, to be fair, fans are our listeners. I can't call you fans due to the Marshall the Marshall edict. Before we started to record, I called Ryan to see when we would start. <laughs> And he was like, oh, man, sorry. I lost track of time. I was watching Deep Space Nine. And I was like, oh, cool. Which episode? Oh, episode two. Oh, so you're going to start from the beginning. Oh, well, I, I've never seen it before. But you, you go on and on about it. And I'm thinking, how, how, how the fuck do you, not, do you not see Deep Space Nine? It came out in, like, 1997. Anyway, so... I feel like I've got to got to stand up here now and defend myself. I've seen all the other Star Treks, but Deep Space Nine never got fully okay. loved. And I'm just, saying, I'm just saying that Pat's been raving about it 
for years, and I've been all right. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. And to be fair, it got lost in the shuffle. It did get lost and... in the shuffle. But I think last night, when I watched Shazam and I saw Zachary Levi, and I realized that <laughs> you haven't followed up I with your it. promise to Chuck, but I, I realized I, I cannot have. throw the first stone until I watch Deep Space Nine. So you have oh until God. I get to the end of Deep Space Nine before stones are coming, sir. Well All right. played. We're way well off played. track. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Shazam. Well played. So yes, <laughs> that is Hill. And go ahead, you you say it. Yeah. Uh, so I I'm, I'm really excited. Like, like out of everything that I learned about, this movie is the one that I am jazzed for. Like it was a sleeper to me. I did not think it was going to happen. I did not even have a any clue that this movie is coming out and even when i started watching the trailer i was just like uh okay let's see what you got and by the end of it i was laughing out loud because zachary's a great actor he's one of those kind of guys that can just really just like you you instantly very quickly are like dude this this guy could be my best friend like he's a little dopey he's a little sincere but he's a good guy and like he comes off like that. He has a way of being very childish without being, you know, like immature. And right. so I think for this particular character, considering that uh, Captain Marvel's a child who just happens to have superpower, yes. like he yep. is perfectly cast for this. And so if you haven't seen the Shazam trailer, or even if you have, treat yourself, go watch it again. It is just fun because it takes a story that starts off about being a kid and being a foster kid. And being picked on at school and how much it sucks to be any age under 18 and then very quickly says but what if you were in that situation and you suddenly basically got magic powers yeah what would you do with that right and on my end you may not know this but captain marvel aka shazam was one of my personal childhood favorite heroes because it's a kid story. It's what if you are a kid and you meet a magic wizard who gives you a magic word and you get superpowers. That is tailor made for a kid. It really is. It really it is. is man. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and then, and even better, even better, even after you get grown up, you're still yourself. Sometimes now it was always weird. In the comics, because sometimes it felt like Captain Marvel was a different person. Sometimes it, you, you could tell it was still Billy. But the, the gist of the story is, you're a kid who one day hops on the train, and a magic wizard gives you a magic word, and you have superpowers. That is awesome, and I'm glad they have that kind of feel. I'm glad they did not try and make it grim and gritty. <laughs> it's it's a kid story. Right. I mean, it is. Right. And I feel like it's kind of, if you haven't, go back now, listeners, and listen to our 80s movies recap. But it definitely felt like they captured kind of the spirits of the 80s kids adventure, um, you know, genre, where you've got these kids that are kind of dealing with real life stuff, and they don't, 
like they're just kids, but then circumstance right. comes along and gives them an opportunity for both adventure and to make a difference that a normal yeah. kid wouldn't normally have. Right. But at yeah. the same time, like they know they probably shouldn't be given this opportunity, but they're sure as heck right. aren't going to pass it up. Right. So I think, I think it's a movie that knows what it is. And I think it's just going to be a fun. It could be. The, I, I hate to say this because people are going to think I'm, I'm ragging on what came before and I am not. But I think this could be the first DC movie you could actually take a kid to. Because, <laughs> you know, you know, I dug Man of Steel, but maybe... You don't want to see your kid watch Superman crack a fool's neck. <laughs> Maybe you don't. I don't know. While I he's was screaming. Fine. No! <laughs> yeah. Maybe not. No, maybe. No, maybe. <laughs> You didn't want to take your kid to see Batman brand human beings with an iron hot poker. <laughs> and I need them to know. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe that was a good thing. <laughs> but this movie... I'm not ragging on them. I actually really love those movies. <laughs> but, but if you've I got see... an impressionable child who you'd like to possibly, you know, share with them what could be a fun and morally uplifting story. You may want to go <laughs> take them to see Shazam by DC. <laughs> Which is coming out April 2019. And I can't wait, man. I'm so excited to see this movie. Because really, really, the only Marvel movie you may not want to take your kid to in the 10 years of the MCU was Marvel's, was Avengers Infinity War. And that's just because of the ending. <laughs> Man, it took 10 years for that with Marvel. Oh, no, 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 the no. other Marvel movie. Anyway. Pat, cut, anyway, cut. Okay. Too soon, man. Too soon. <laughs> All right. So, I agree. I love it, and what is the official ABOG rating for one to five stars? Five, man. All the way five. This movie's the trailer, everything. It's got me written all over it. I would give it a 4.5, because I love it, but like I said, he's one of my personal favorite childhood heroes so i don't want to get too hype in case dc right 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 drops the ball yeah but a little heartbroken but right but that's it besides that i loved it i mean i still remember what the word what every letter of shazam stands for oh i don't know you want to share that with me and the rest of our listeners the wisdom of solomon s the strength of Hercules, H. The the ace, um, the power of Atlas, A. No. The fortitude of Atlas, the power of Zeus, the courage of Achilles, and the speed of Mercury. Okay. So all so that's actually the, pretty cool. I don't know if I'm going to. I won't tell you the backstory about why those names matter. I'll wait for you to see it in the movie, but. I love this character. I really hope <laughs> they don't fuck it up. Okay, so... Alright, so let's go ahead and... I know we got a couple more stuff, so let's see if we can't uh, burn okay, through this. Speak, okay, well, this one should be easier, because this footage was only shown at Comic-Con. There's no trailer. If you weren't at the con, you did not see it. But they showed footage of Wonder Woman 1984. Yep. 
And and uh, I you might I know. Go ahead. Love, go ahead. I completely love the first Wonder Woman movie. Like, well, I, I say this. I dug it. My sister loved it. <laughs> like, I think. I think the only movie Jen loved more than that was Black Panther. Oh, so obviously. I'll tell you what. After watching the first Wonder Woman movie and leaving that movie theater, I could not get home fast enough to find which MMO I was going to get on and play a sword and board on. <laughs> I needed I needed that experience, man. She put me right in the tanking mood, pulling up the shield, just ah. But yes, Wonder Woman 1984. Now, now I'm going to share something with our listeners if they don't know this. Okay. But Chris Pine is in the movie. Now. Yes. Now. Why is that a big deal? Because, as we all know, Chris Pine played Steve Trevor in the first Wonder Woman, and he got blown up real good (laughs) being a hero. (laughs) So, I guess there's some kind of time travel. Yeah. Now, yeah, exactly. So, in in the panel, they were very specific about not giving out any reasons or anything. They were like, hey... You know, we're not going to tell you if it's flashback, is it a clone, is it a time thing, is it all imaginary, but they did promise that the reason why he's in the movie is a critical part of the plot. So even if it was okay. just gimmicky okay. to bring him back, they no, still found a way to make it relevant, and that's... That's fair, that's fair, because losing Hill is what helped drive her away from the world of being right. for like over a century, Right. so... This should be, and so this should be intriguing. So yeah, okay. So that was that one was fast because there was no footage. Yeah, we could only read about it. And I think that will wrap up everything from DC. From DC, as um, far as everything I've researched, and the trailer front. Yeah, yeah. So before before we leave movies and go on to TV slash Netflix trailers, well, I didn't want to leave movies just yet. <laughs> Yeah, me either, me either. Like, but we can circle back. Said, Why don't we no, no, circle no, back? Because I've got two more, two more movies no, I want to talk about. I got two more too. Yeah, I know what they are. because yeah, yeah, they, yeah. so they both start with G. So let's go ahead. And I don't do think those. mine do. <laughs> I'm like looking really, at my notes. Like, what letter is G? Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. We'll find okay. out. But yeah, let's go ahead and jump into some of the other um, franchises. Okay. Well. Before I get to my favorite trailer of the entire SDCC week, I will go another trailer I love, Godzilla, King of Monsters. I'm a huge Godzilla fan because my mom was before me. My mom loved all the old Godzilla movies, and I got into them thanks to her. And, like, I'm excited because, A, I like the girl who plays Eleven from Stranger Things. Oh yeah, she is. She's the real deal. Yeah, she is. She's a great actress. Yeah. So I'm, I'm happy that she's getting the chance to be in a big budget movie. Right. First of all, second of all, I love Godzilla. <laughs> so fair enough. I'm an easy mark. <laughs> I'm there. <laughs> well, I'll be honest with you. I did check out the trailer. Did a little research into it. Was like, ah, oh, I didn't know that was coming out. But I wasn't personally moved just because and. I'm not saying Godzilla isn't awesome, but, like, no, it's just fair. never fair. been one of the franchises that ever, like, 
made my ears perk up, but I've no, seen enough yeah. of them to kind of like, I know what's going on with Godzilla. But they very specifically have brought this franchise to the forefront between their special effects and the immensity of everything. Like, yeah. Dude, <laughs> you're going to go to this movie and you're going to feel like you were underneath a huge towering behemoth elder god <laughs> right <laughs> right yeah which is how it should be mm-hmm. they're monsters <laughs> yeah huge huge monsters now is there anybody else showing up on godzilla or is, is he going to be just taking the limelight there oh oh uh, <sighs> or should we was... just let people oh no no to, to be fair the i think the director of the movie or perhaps the writer, I think it's the director, has confirmed there are even more monsters than what we saw in the trailer. Oh, that <laughs> I did. I saying, only knew about one other one, and it was a no, big no, reveal said, in the ocean with the rain, and I was right, right. really that, so impressed. Like, don't tell me that one. Okay. But All right. Well, then. But he, but he said, but he said, no, when we chose the title King of Monsters, we did not mean Godzilla <laughs> and two more monsters. <laughs> there's there's right. a whole lot more coming. Okay. So. All right. Well, then this should be good because it is definitely going to be an epic battle royale then. So since we're trying to go ahead and get through, um, how do you rate this trailer? You already know I'm going high. I'm an easy mark. Yeah. I would say three. It looks like it's okay. going to be really fun. It's going to be beautiful to watch. It's going to be big. But I'm not a big Godzilla fan necessarily. So I'm going to go see it and I'm going to give it a chance. But I don't have any skin in the game with this particular one. All right. I'm going to go with 4.5 because I always leave off at of the five just to make sure I'm not trying to set myself up for failure but <laughs> I'm a easy mark for Godzilla I w- would have gone five if, if I wasn't trying to play it safe so alright so what's on your list because my, my last one is another one that starts with G that's my favorite one so I'm going to do that one last what is the what is your next one fair enough for movies fair enough so the Lego movie 2 are you sure? <laughs> really? <laughs> the second okay, part. Cool. <laughs> I didn't even know that drop, man. Like, I, I, I actually missed that in my. I have a list of like two and a half pages of notes. Right. And I somehow missed that. Dude, oh man! So I go ahead. I, at some point, I gave up because there was just too much. But I did catch this one. So yeah. So everybody who's seen the first Lego movie knows that everything is awesome, but in Lego Movie 2, everything is bleak. (laughs) Oh, no, really? (laughs) It's a post-apocalyptic world, and Lego people are just trying to survive. So, it's still got all the same humor, all the same main characters, but as many of you probably know, the main character, Emmett, the kind of befuddled hero who you know can barely make it through but somehow always does in the end he's voiced by chris pratt chris pratt yeah yes we all know who he is well star lord baby (laughs) so they 
decided to go ahead and add some more humor to it, which of course with Lego. And Chris Pratt is actually playing two characters in this movie. The main character, Emmett, and another character who I didn't fact check this, so I could be getting this wrong, but based on my notes, his second character is somebody called, uh, dang, oh, there it is, Rex Danger Vest, and apparently he's rumored to be the greatest hero in the galaxy, oh and he's God. so awesome, he raises rafters. <laughs> So they are just pushing the envelope and making fun of yeah. themselves in yeah. all the best ways. That that's awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. So anyway, I'm looking forward to that. I love the first one. Uh, I would give this one a four stars right off the top, uh, just because it's gonna be good. Okay, uh, I never saw that trailer. Like I said, it somehow slipped through the cracks of all my note making, so I can't give it a rating. I will say I was really surprised by the first movie. I didn't think I was gonna like it, but that movie had heart. It mm -hmm. actually had heart, yeah. and I was like, "Oh my god!" So that's awesome. All right, last one in the movie section, and it's my favorite trailer. Now, does your start? With a G, right? Mine technically starts with an F. Well, what's yours then? <laughs> Fantastic Beast and the Crimes of Grimderwald. I haven't seen that trailer yet. It was all about this. I just ran out of time. Well, <laughs> actually, I haven't seen the trailer either. But doing some digging into it, there was a panel and... One of the things they did was they would have the audience and they all come in to watch the panel. And then when you went in, you got a special little white wristband. And then they sat down, the lights go down, and then the screen comes up. And the main character, uh, I'm probably going to butcher his name, uh, but it's Newt's Commander. And the actor is Eddie... Redman and you see his face and it's really large it's taking up the screen and he looks around and he opens up the lid of his carrying case and the audience sees that he's looking in the lid and all of them are inside his carrying case <laughs> and That's he cool. leans in and he whispers luminous and all of the bracers that everybody had light up. That's pimp. Yeah, it was. Um, so that was obviously a big, huge ordeal. A lot of fun was had with that. And they were talking about this, the movie and going on about it and promoting it. And halfway through, apparently, one of the speakers, Johnny Depp literally interrupts her, walks out from behind stage, but he's not Johnny Depp. He's in full regalia and costume as the villain, Grimmerald. And he apparently goes into like a 20-minute speech about the inferiorness of the nomad people, which is the American word for muggles. Muggles, yeah. And so... He just goes off in a tirade. People were not expecting it. 
and it sounded like it was really just a good, you know, I have to, spectacular event. I'm amazed one of brothers did that with all the bad press he's had in his personal life to actually give him that moment to have the spotlight at the biggest event in geekdom. I'm not that... sure they even had a say in it. I think he just probably was like, hey, I'm going to show up. I'm going to promote the movie. I'm going to be in character. All right, do it. <laughs> I was surprised, that's all. But I am looking forward to the movie because Harry Potter is, I think, Jen's, my sister's, one of her favorite all-time franchises. So I am happy it's still ongoing. So there, that's all my trailers with movies and backdrops and stuff like that. There was a couple other small little things, but please share. What was your favorite? What shall we call you, sir? First name, Mr. Last name, Glass. The Glass trailer. Do you know how long I've been waiting to go back into the Unbreakable universe? Unbreakable was one of my favorite superhero movies before it was cool to be a superhero movie. It came out in the year 2000. It was M. Night Shyamalan's second movie after his groundbreaking Sixth Sense movie that everybody loved. No one saw the ending coming. If they, if they tell you they saw the ending coming, don't believe them. I was there in that era. No one saw that shit coming. <laughs> so... Now, I did not know this was one of the ones. Please enlighten me with our listeners. Yes. Okay, so I would be shocked if I've never shown you Unbreakable. Have you seen Unbreakable? Bruce Willis? Bruce Willis, Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. It's a twisty movie, man. I have seen it. Right, so. It gets dark, kids. That's all I'm going to say. Continue. When it first came out, no one knew it was a superhero movie because the way it was shown in ads and trailers, it looked like another one of M. Night Shyamalan's psychological thriller movies. Right. There was definitely so, drama. It was gritty. Right. So, But the instant you walk into the theater, when the movie starts, the first thing you see on the screen is statistics for comic books like the number of pages the number of panels the type of person who collects comic books it was about comic books and i remember being in the theater going huh <laughs> so i don't think i realized until halfway in the movie it was a superhero it was a superhero movie bruce willis has i, I don't want to explain unbreakable <laughs> i want y'all <laughs> if you haven't seen unbreakable watch it it's it's good just because go. it's one of those sleeper plots where you go into it thinking you have an idea it's one, right right and right it really so, and it starts drifting and then you, right. before you know it you're like oh 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 yeah right. it's definitely and like good. but i did not know about, they came out they were coming out with a second a sequel no 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 that's oh dude okay so I hope you paid attention to the spoiler warning because I'm going to have to spoil some things in the unbreakable world. You owe it to yourself to not have me spoil it. <laughs> Go find Unbreakable 
and then go watch Split. Because M. Night Shyamalan came out with a movie in 16 called Split. And it was about, it, it was James McAvoy playing this killer who has multiple personalities. And he kidnaps these three girls, and one of these girls escapes him. It's like a tip for tat Anyway, the psychiatrist in the movie keeps saying he has another submerged personality that's worse than all the other ones. It hasn't been revealed yet. Well, as the movie is drawn to a close, that personality is revealed, and it's called The Beast. And it has superhuman powers. It can walk it can walk up walls. It can crawl on ceilings. It can bend steel to get through a cage. It's not human. Wow. It gets shot. It gets shot and the bullets don't go through his skin. So at the end of the movie, the girl escapes from the beast because the whole the whole point of him being a killer is he wants to kill people who are still pure, who haven't felt the touch of evil in the world like he had. And that's why he has all these multiple personalities. Well, the girl he's hunting, right when he's about to kill her, he sees, he sees scars all over her body. And he realizes, you've been touched. You know the evil of this world. And he won't kill her. He, 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 lets, her, he lets her escape. Damn, that's a pretty big spoiler. But yeah, okay. But that's... Yeah, that's not the spoiler. <laughs> we warned you. The spoiler you. is, the spoiler is after the movie ends, and they're doing the epilogue. They're in this diner, and the and they have on the TV in this diner, and the TV's like, police have found the suspected layer of this killer who, who seems to have multiple personalities. We found the body of his of his doctor of these two other girls and we talked to the only survivor apparently he has so many multiple personalities he's being called the horde and then the camera starts to pan around the diner and then it comes up to this waitress going huh you know wasn't there some some other guy about 10 to 15 years ago who who did stuff and they gave him a funny name too who was that guy and then it pans around and you see Bruce Willis eating eating at the diner and he's like they called him Mr. Glass <laughs> and so that establishes Split takes place in that same universe <laughs> that's awesome so right. what's this about what's this movie so Glass is the concluded movie of the trilogy <laughs> Gotcha. So it's it's Glass and the Horde and Bruce Willis all in one movie. As I want to, I actually want you to watch the trailer. It's actually <laughs> fucking cool. <laughs> but it it opens up with Sarah Paulson, who got big for being in um American Horror Story mm-hmm. a whole lot of seasons, and she's like, it's. An honor to meet you. I'm a psychiatrist, and my field is a particular delusion of grandeur. I treat people who believe they are superheroes. And then it cuts to Mr. Glass, the whore, and Bruce Willis in a, in a psych hospital, all chained up. 
So. All right. Well, uh, we need to go ahead and wrap this podcast up. Looks like I got a trailer to watch. And well, so I tell you right now, I'm not going to play it safe. I'm giving Glass 5.0 <laughs> as as my rating. I've rewatched that trailer so many times. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, I can't judge it because I haven't seen it. So, but yep. I will give you my personal review of it after I see it sometime in the future. In the future. In the future. But I will say the last line is so badass because it's this shot of you start to zoom in on Mr. Glass and he's back in his trademark suit and his pure purple suit and whatnot. He's kind of in shadow and you hear the horror. You hear the horde going, what shall we call you, sir? And then it's like, first name, Mr. Last name, Glass. Said with that Samuel L. Jackson voice. It's so Mm -hmm. badass. I cannot wait for this movie next year. Oh, man, it's going to be good. So, talking about good things that are coming up. Um, If we've got time, I want to go ahead and talk about one more that I know is coming out. And uh, this is going to be a uh, TV series. Okay, so... Just so we know, we wrapped up movies. Yep. <laughs> it took us an hour and five minutes, <laughs> but we wrapped it up. So we could go down this list pretty fast. So go for it, Ryan. All right. So the main one I wanted to talk about was Titans. Teen oh, Titans, oh, man. I, it's not Teen Titans. It's just the Titans. Exactly. And but for those of the, you who may not recognize the reference, it's basically a story told of the teen titans but, but let's take out anything that might be remotely nice and fluffy and teeny about the whole thing. right what's funny is when i put that in my notes the only thing i put was <laughs> the titans quote fuck batman <laughs> close, which, close quote. Is, <laughs> which is everybody's quote now <laughs> Uh, so yes treat yourself check out this um trailer and see how um (laughs) how robin becomes a man (laughs) sure i guess oh all i saw i i am not sure how i feel about this trailer i tend to have the rule of i will at least check out the first two episodes of any new show but unless they did some some cut scenes and some edits, I just saw Dick Grayson murk <laughs> some people mm-hmm. in a dark alleyway. Mm-hmm. I saw him curb stump a man mm-hmm. who it looks like he's dead. <laughs> you know, so well, I, and here's what I think because I thought about it after I seeing it, saw it, and was trying to figure out okay, what angle are they going to go at? I think they basically decided okay. So, take some older teens starting to get close to young adult stage. Imagine all the hormones and confusion and angst and all that nonsense that would be going on to a normal teen at that age. Now, add superpowers. And what you according to these writers, get is a bunch of very violent, very angry individuals who have no qualms about spreading the pain that they know in their life onto other people that they think deserve it. 
and well, I, there is a I lot sure, of pain dished out. I sure am glad that's a show about heroes. I, at first, I thought you would try to describe the Suicide Squad, but apparently, you're, des you're describing the Titans, who I thought were superheroes, but cool. Well, okay. you know, the Suicide Squad had an origin story at one point before they became the Suicide Squad. All, all I'm saying is, in the cover books and on the cute cartoon series that my goddaughter loves, the the team slogan is Titus go. <laughs> Apparently, for the Titus TV show, it's fuck Batman <laughs> before they go into action. So I don't I don't know. I'm going to give it a chance. Hey. I love I love the characters. I just don't know. <laughs> how they're going to explain how Dick Grayson, the first Robin, the one who believes in the mission, the one who in the comics is the more lighthearted version of Batman. He's the acrobat. He actually enjoys being a hero. I guess maybe this is how he gets back to that point. Or maybe they're just like, nah, fuck all that happy shit. He's fucked Batman now. <laughs> <laughs> He'll curb stuff you now. But here's here's the thing. There's this character called Dove, and she's part of this team called Hawk and Dove. Now, in the comic books, Hawk is the one who's aggressive. He's brutal. In the comic books, Dove, she's the one who outsmarts the villain and, like, will outsmart them or trap them or tie them up or she isn't that hardcore. Well, in this trailer, I saw Dove take out somebody's kneecaps. I saw blood spray, and this guy's kneecaps were gold. And somebody said it on Twitter, and I, and I have to agree. If Dove is taking kneecaps, good God, what is Hawk doing? Is he just, like, ripping out intestines on, on TV while going, fuck Batman? So I don't, I don't know, man. Hey, I don't know. For those of you who might have small children thinking you should go and let them watch Titans because it's a wholesome movie or a wholesome show or a wholesome comic. This trailer shows you that they decided to basically go down the route of mafia movies. <laughs> Baseball bats are being used against people's craniums. People are being burned oh, alive can't. by Starfire. <laughs> I can't believe we're using these reference points for a superhero show. That's, I mean, this, that's this the is direction not the, they're going, man. That's This is not the Suicide Squad, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, so it's going to be different. Okay, so this is supposed to be the lead show for the new DC um, streaming service. Well, it's supposed to be like the Titans. Uh, they're yes. like Swamp Thing. There's... Harley Quinn. If they make Harley Quinn more lighthearted than the Titans, somebody has got their wires crossed somewhere. <laughs> hey, I think Deadpool said it best with Cable and Deadpool 2. It's so it dark. What is this, oh, right. DC? <laughs> right, is this a DC movie? <laughs> and the Titans, they're bringing it. Oh, they're bringing the darkness. Man. So, yeah, all right, and then um, that did bring up a good segue, and then we can see about wrapping it up. The main thing that's coming out 
that uh, DC is really hyped for is this new streaming service. Um, yes, they are. They are re- They are so hyped that they're really pushing it. But the thing I'm most excited about is Young Justice Outsiders. Yeah. Have you seen? I have not. Have you seen? Okay, it's on Netflix. It is. It was only two seasons before it was canceled, but it was so good. Everybody hated that it was canceled, including me. It is one of the best DC animated shows ever. Like I put it up there with Batman, the animated series, which is slightly. fabulous, by the way. So if you haven't seen that, you're right. welcome to leave the podcast right now and start watching that. Right. So I'm really I'm more hyped for Young Justice Outsiders, the Titans, which I did not think I would say, but here it is. And I've also been a big Swamp Thing fan. To prove how big of a Swamp Thing fan I am, I, I saw both movies, and I and I even watched every episode of that shitty Swamp Thing TV series that used to come on the USA Network. Uh, <laughs> That's how hardcore I am. <laughs> so... You got more huevos than me, man. I couldn't stomach it. <laughs> um, and also to go through more shows, um, the new Doctor is coming out. Doctor Who. Ah, uh, yes. The 13th Doctor. And the doctor what's the woman. twist? Yep, there it is. And I'm glad yeah. because yeah. we're seeing a lot more um, feminine uh, heroic characters and roles coming up. And I think that's really amazing. And I didn't think of it at the time because I've you know been a big doctor who fan for quite a while but i'm glad that they decided all right at least one doctor should be female because from his slash her point of view the sex of his body isn't relevant doesn't matter right right yeah, yeah. so i'm glad they actually decided to go ahead and commit to that kind of in the same vein that they decided to make the war woman and stuff and there's some people that are going to hate it and you know what hate all you want it's just good to see that we've got some progressive directors and writers that are willing to look at things from a different perspective and put it out there for the public. I think it's just healthy Agreed. and it's, it's going to be good for everyone just to have some, some new fresh blood and fresh ideas and perspectives. Oh man, guys, I'm sorry. There is so much stuff here. We are an hour and 14 minutes into the podcast and I still have another page and a half of stuff. So I guess I'm going to try and, Speed, speed through it, kind of, because season two of Star Trek Discovery is coming out next year. Season one was so awesome. I'm not going to spoil it for Ryan. That's how awesome it is. You need to somehow find access to CBS All Access, Ryan. <laughs> find the friend that has it. I don't have it. I found the friend that had it. <laughs> Can you introduce me to your friend? <laughs> I will. Oh, <laughs> All right, continue. But yes, I do but, actually really want to check that out. That is on my bucket list. <laughs> it's so awesome. I can't wait. I think my only regret is I've, I'm ready for Star Trek to stop telling the story set in the past. Yeah. I want to, 
I want to see what happens right. after the yeah. Dominion War. Yeah, we've got so much of this right. history. We got it. Now t- take us to the next level of exploration, right. the next level right. of the story. Let yeah. some of this stuff that's been marinating for some 40 years start right. paying dividends and show us the right. future. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. because I, I mean the post – what is the new galactic order after the Dominion War? What happens after – the the destruction of Romulus after which led to the whole new Star Trek alternate timeline. Wait, Romulus gets destroyed? Well I'm just joking, man. Oh my god. Okay. He knows he knows I love Star Trek. Oh my god. Okay, so it's all keep going. As much as much as I love Star Trek Discovery. I really want the next Trek show to be set in the post Nemesis, post Dominion War, post destruction of Romulus, or anywhere. Set it in the present day of the Federation. What's happening? Right, What's because the new technology. Once <laughs> the movie franchise came out with the reboot or the split timeline, however you want right. to describe it, they basically stopped making new material for. Right. Right. So, uh, Star Trek should always be, in my opinion, of the new. Yes, I agree. And the future. Right, right. So, I love Star Trek Discovery. I love all the cast members. I love where they go with the story. If they did a time jump and took them into the present day of the Federation, I would not shed a tear. <laughs> I really want to see what's happening now. With the Federation and the Klingons and the Cardassians and the Romulans and the Borg and all of it and, and the Ferengi, I mean, yeah. Well, yeah, fuck the Ferengi, but yeah, yeah, keep keep going. So yeah, so that's it. Um, I guess next is um Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Wait, wait, I missed this, and you know Star Wars is how did the kids say it? My jam. What's going on? <laughs> okay, so have you ever seen the the Clone Wars cartoon? I'm not sure I should dignify that with the response. Okay, well, then you know that it was canceled before they wrapped up the storyline. Are you just trying to give me the feels here? I mean, I thought this was a happy podcast. Okay, well, this should give you all the feels. They they announced at SDCC that they're coming out with the last season of Star Wars, The Clone Wars, that will wrap up everything. It's going to be a 12-episode series nice. that, wraps, that wraps up the story. That <laughs> is good because, once again, just like Batman the Animated Series, a bunch of really good work that's coming out now. Don't... Let the idea, for those of you who are listening, that just because it's animated doesn't mean it doesn't tell a story with heart, that you don't get into I'm hoping, the character. I'm hoping we've moved past that era now, because you would think after two decades of even like, I mean, even if you're only into anime, right. that's already been proven, but like Young Justice and Batman the animated series some of the x-men series the adventures of peter pan like these yeah so anyway that's a tangent (laughs) that just goes off point is is we live in a day and age where like people are putting together really deep 
like interconnected, memorable stories that happen to be animated. And the Clone Wars is one of them. Like they are true to the series, they're true to the story, they're true to the characters. It's oh man, and there's just so much of it. Like you really, if you are a Star Wars fan and you haven't given the animated Clone Wars a chance, quit putting it off. Like treat yourself. I mean, it's they're they're on Netflix, and it's so good that it's considered part of the official canon yeah Yeah. (laughs) so yeah all right um, oh well so this was very enlightening for me i did not know that was coming out i am very jazzed about that um one last thing before we wrap it up iron fist 2 is coming out season 2 of iron fist has been announced i saw the trailer it looks pretty cool and I'm glad they got a new showrunner because Iron Fist is a cool character and he deserved better <laughs> than that first season of his own show. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with Iron Fist because he was badass in the episode of Luke Cage he was on in season two of Luke Cage this season. So, all right, guys, um, this should let you know how much stuff was dropped because. No, we didn't I even. Still we have, barely scratched the surface. It was so much. I still stuff. have, yeah. I still have other TV shows. I haven't even gotten to the comic books. No, this, this was all. Called, yeah, this was all stuff that's going to be on television or the movies. <laughs> right, and remember, this con is called Comic Con, <laughs> and I didn't <laughs> even get to the comic books. <laughs> so, I guess to wrap this up, if you haven't seen, if you're intrigued by what we talked about. Go to Google and look up all the stuff that dropped. Like, there's stuff we didn't get to. There's stuff we could have gone into more with, like, Iron Fist and Discovery and Titans. Fuck you, Batman. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was an awesome SDCC. I still look forward to one day being there in person. So, who knows? Maybe one day ABOG will be there live. Hi. That's what I'm hoping for. You think I'm here to hang out with y'all? I'm trying to get rich! (laughs) Well, alright guys, we're almost an hour and a half into this. I pity Marshall, who's going to have to edit all this this down. So, um, Ryan, did you have um, any shout-outs or anything you want to add? Hey, this was a wonderful episode for me. I was not personally very much aware of the SDCC I I knew about it in the whispers of you know talks but this is my first time actually delving into it to really see what the hype was about and the hype was real I'm now super jazzed looking forward to finding out next year whatever they drop uh, I'm now I have a pipe dream of going and being there in person I feel it's one of those things any year you show up you're gonna get your money's worth uh, so anyway I want to thank you for suggesting it you and marshall came up with this and i think it was a great subject i learned a lot i'm really excited for the next year it's gonna be a great year to be a geek and once again thank you everyone for showing up listening hope you got some laughs hope you learned some good stuff if you're looking for any of my personal content you can find it on youtube under gamer lifestyle and look forward to hearing from all y'all 
All right. Well, on that note, make sure you find us on newpowerorder.com. Um, you can also send us an email at alwaysbiddlegeek at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at alwaysbiddlegeek. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash alwaysbiddlegeek. You can go to YouTube and search for Always Battle Geek. We will pop up, and that is us. You can find us there. Uh, let's all wish Marshall uh, get well soon, because he's... You know Marshall must be sick if he's not podcasting. <laughs> so, hopefully he feels a whole lot better soon. And um, this has been your friendly neighborhood podcast, Pat, down here in the capital city of the Magnolia State. Over to my west was my boy Rye in the Lone Star State. And on that note, we out. Peace. Is there a lesson in there for all of us? Fuck Batman. Is it believe in yourself? Fuck Batman. Always be hustling? Fuck Batman. Everything is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That That's awesome. That is awesome. And this is all for the love of Marshall. For the love of Marshall. Always bet on geek. And that's it.